0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by none other than Justin Wells. Justin, uh, how are you doing? Big weekend for the Longhorns. Uh, three commitments uh, in the, a, the period of like two and a half hours on Saturday. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some other commitments that are upcoming. Uh, and the, a couple of guys that you talked to over the weekend that we haven't had a chance to mention yet. Uh, but first, let's get started with something that's a little more, uh, I would say, nuanced is uh, my word for the day. Uh, Texas, uh, has hired an assistant defensive ends coach named Jaquez Smith. Smith, uh, played, uh, at South Oak cliff, I believe, and then signed with Missouri out of high school, ended up playing six years in the NFL, uh, bopped around to some, uh, other pro leagues as well, came back to Dallas, uh, and then, uh, started to help start a company called trench warfare, uh, which helps teach pass rushing techniques, uh, to guys in South Dallas. Uh, your knowledge of this hire from for Texas, he, he's not a. I want to be clear about this. This isn't one of the ten or nine main assistants. Uh, Pete Kwiatkowski continues to be the edge coach, uh, but Jacquez Smith is going to be the assistant edge coach at Texas as they can. Steve Sarkeesian continues to fill out his support staff.
1: You know, Smith played in the NFL for years, and I think this is his transition now to trying to, to jump into the coaching realm. And, you know, it's 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 good timing because Texas has done really, really well in Dallas, Fort Worth and the Metroplex and recruiting in the last couple cycles. And there's still more guys to to to, to dive into. I think Coach Smith is going to be able to, to help out a little bit there, especially with a with a, a guy like a Colin Simmons, who's connected to transfer Warfare's brand, you know, Coach Jordan. So there, there's some ties there that I think are going to be beneficial, Bobby. From a coaching standpoint, I don't know how much of an impact we'll really see till probably later on, until you know, moving into the end of the season, possibly into the spring, to kind of see what he offers in that regard. But I will say this you know, he's he's a kid that a lot of those metro plays, a guy that a lot of those metro I was gonna say, I was gonna say he's I know. he's a grown man. <laughs> I know I'm talking that I'm trying going back and forth, recruit. <laughs> adult recruit adult. Um, he, He's a guy that those kids look up to. They remember him that he's familiar and he'd been there and he'd done that. And I'm telling you with these young players, that is credibility. That matters, and they listen to what they have to say. And so I think this is a pretty savvy move for Sark to add a guy at a pretty good time of when you're really trying to dive deeper into the Metroplex. And also for, for Jacquez, who's trying to maybe transition into the coaching realm and and give that a bat and kind of see how that works out. And and there's not a lot of places you could try that that are better than Texas.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, look, you and I and and every Texas fan out there has talked about, hey, Texas needs to get the quarterback on the ground more, right? No question. They need, they, they need more sacks. Yes, they did better oh. in trenches last year, uh, but they need more like true sacks. Adding somebody like this, who's you know that that's what he did in the NFL. Yeah. Um, hopefully that that helps Texas uh, this upcoming season. He started, I believe, on July first uh, was his first day. Uh, so congratulations to him on his new job uh, and appreciate that. And also what he can bring in recruiting, potentially having a a, uh, a situation where he's definitely well known there in the Metroplex uh, is, a, is a big deal as well. So uh, good for him. Uh, good luck to Jack Smith as he starts his career, uh, professional career at University of Texas as a coach. Uh, here we go. Uh, also want to say thank you to Laura Baker. Uh, she is our uh, sponsor of the Roundup each and every week. Uh, Laura is an Austin real estate expert. If you need to move to, within, or from uh, the Austin area, please make sure you give uh, Laura a call. Uh, Laura at andyallenteam.com is her email, or 512-784-0505. Laura's not only a, a, a Austin realtor, she's also a big fan of the Longhorns. Uh, she posts some on the message boards, but she doesn't want me to give away her, her uh, username, I think. But uh, anyways, Laura's tremendous, and we appreciate her. Uh, let's get to those commitments now. Uh, Justin, Texas has three: Jordan Johnson, Rubel, Parker Livingstone, Alex January, a safety, a wide receiver, and a defensive tackle, respectively. Jordan Johnson, Rubel, you guys had on on Texas football live stream on Sunday night. Um, any additional takeaways from that? And can you speak briefly about what you think of him as a player?
1: Yeah, um, just uh, it was enjoy. It was a joy to cover him in, in this process. It's going to be a lot more fun to cover him in Texas because he's a fantastic football player. He's a smart kid. I love a kid that was going to high school in Fort Worth, decided to jump out of his comfort zone, moved across the country to to, to Bradenton, Florida. And listen, that's where you learn. Do you have self discipline? Are you mature? Are, are are you are you setting yourself up for success? Because IMG is a great Place to do that, Jordan did that. He kind of came out of his shell and he learned about himself, and now he's got a lot of confidence. So whenever he does arrive in Austin in or in, in January, since he's an early enrollee, he's going to be prepared, Bobby. And this is a guy that can play a lot of different positions in the secondary. Uh, Coach Gideon had talked to him about how much he likes him potentially at a high safety. They're also going to look at him a little bit at star and at the nickel position because Rubell has that ability to, to be interchangeable. Um, great personality, great athleticism, good, just a good uh, kind of tough-nosed football player. And, and he's one of those guys that he's connected to a lot of those other recruits. He's connected to some of those players. He talked about last night growing up playing with guys like Manny Muhammad and Jonte Cook. He knows those guys. B.J. Allen was his quarterback when they were playing football when they were little kids. Um, so there's a lot of ties there. And when he came on his official visit, he felt like it was a homecoming because there were so many people he's familiar with. He plays seven 7-on-7 seven and, and uh, with Kobe Black. I mean, there's a tie, it feels like. With a dozen players on this team, and Jordan put himself in the best position, and I think he felt the most comfortable in Austin. I know his mother loves it; she's approves. And and that, that 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 at the end of the day, Texas got one of the best safeties in the country. Good, good deal.
0: Uh, that's Jordan johnson Rebell out of IMG Academy. Did you guys ask for an updated height and
1: weight on that from him last we night? Didn't, we didn't last night, but I'm telling you, he's about five ten and a half. He's not five eleven yet. He's probably five, ten and a half. I'd say he's about 175, 180 pounds. He's pretty, he's pretty built, but he's he he might. He's a he's a hair under five eleven. Gotcha. And like uh, most IMG guys, he is a midterm enrollee,
0: I believe, yep. as well. All right, uh, wide receiver Parker Livingstone started the fireworks off on July 2nd with a pledge around 1230 in the afternoon. Uh Justin, that is the recruitment. Uh, you and I had him on uh, as a recruitment uh, commitment video. Parker came on with us. Your takeaway from that pledge over the weekend and what he means to the Longhorns, uh, if you would. Yeah. You know,
1: Parker, funny enough, people don't, you know, people need to give Parker credit. Like this kid had a lot of nice schools coming at him. Uh, LSU really liked him. Texas A&M really liked him. South Carolina, Arkansas. he He had a number of places. But I think Parker didn't overthink the process. He grew up in Texas. And not so much, you know, he grew up a Texas fan like a lot of kids. But it was the opportunity to him that was just too much to pass up. When He even said, when you get invited to Texas for an official visit, you say yes. Like, this is something you do when you grow up in the state. And, and, and that's what Parker did. Him and Sark have been getting close for, for almost two years now. This happened pre-Brendan Marion, pre-Chris Jackson. It had, it had been a long journey. Now he's 6'4", 189 pounds, focused solely on football. This is a kid that can get vertical down the field. And he didn't overthink this, you know. When you get to hang out with with, with, with Arch Manning, and you get to hang out with, you know, diff, uh, you know Michael Taff and and, and Colton Boshik and and different guys, that that's pretty different mixture of guys from a football standpoint on your that are hosting you. But that's because Sark has found a niche in finding familiarity with these hosts. A lot of times we used to see juniors and seniors hosting guys. That's not the case anymore. Last, last week, weekend before last, they had a handful of freshmen hosting guys, which you and I discussed is kind of rare. And so Parker's one of those kids. He didn't overthink it. He jumped in the boat. He saw the opportunity. He saw the spot. And now he can focus on his senior year, which he'll be ready to enroll early as well in January. Two things uh, about
0: Parker Livingston that strike me. 28 touchdowns scored over the last two years. That's first of all. Uh, literally, uh, you know, he is that deep guy that can win a 50-50 ball in the end zone. Okay, That's number one. The second, during our conversation with him, he said Steve Sarkeesian's been very straightforward. He's trying to get four wide receivers in this recruiting class. Parker and uh, Freddie DuBose, uh out of Smithson Valley are the two commitments thus far. Texas has a couple other guys. They're still going after, including Terry Bussey uh, at Tempson and Ryan Wingo up in St. Louis uh, both of those guys narrowing their list and the Longhorns remain a part of it. The third commitment, actually, he was sandwiched between the two, uh, announcements was Alex January. He's clearly the biggest, he's six foot five, 322 pounds. Uh, Alex is, uh, is a guy that, uh, you and I have seen play multiple times, uh, in part because for me, Duncanville's on TV so much, uh, you know, and I've seen him in state championships games, huge player, uh, Another addition from a program uh, that Texas wants to have a big piece of, is dad, Mike January, also played for the Longhorns back in the 80s. Yeah, with
1: with, with Alex, he's a fun kid. Uh, met him when he was 14. Met him a couple years ago, and I was told, pay attention. Was he, was he, what, what was he at 14? He was six six three, about 280, 290.
0: So now he's 6'5", 320.
1: Yeah, he was he was gonna be a big boy. I give Gabe Samuels, he's the recruiting coordinator at Duncanville, a ton of credit. This guy, this guy knows how to 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 help develop these kids. Um, Alex January actually committed on July first, and for Inside Texas members, uh, he was supposed to go public on July first, but he decided to push it back a day. Uh, I, he he almost regretted that, considering a uh, Twitter completely went dead, uh, died, you know, had an issue on Saturday, and so. It was funny that he had mixed up those days. And I told his dad, his dad had told him, look, you could have done this already. There was no reason to, to, to drag this out any longer. The D-line domino dropped, which I think is an important factor because Bo is going to try to fill up these spots sooner rather than later. And there's a lot of guys in the mix. Um, he's got that multi-sport ability to him you know if you go back and look through his twitter he he's, he's pretty great he's a pretty good hitter baseball hitter played first baseman for the panthers up until last year when he decided to focus he's a two year starter on the Duncanville defensive line and he's still just 16 years old this is a young pup got got a real amoeba akoye top vibe to him where he he's he's going to come in and, and be able to be molded um but the the, the best thing about I think Alex is his familiarity with Austin. His older brother goes to school at Texas. His dad obviously played there in the late 80s and so they've been they've gone to games their whole life. He grew up there their his whole life. He entertained LSU. Listen, LSU made a push. He entertained Florida State. Florida State made a a nice little push. Oklahoma jumped in. Miami jumped in. But at the end of the day, this was always going to be Texas, as long as Bo Davis wanted him, as long as Alex didn't overthink it, as long as he jumped in. But it also shows – I see a pattern, Bobby. I'm seeing a pattern of former college and pro football players' kids ending up in Austin – it's more and more of a fad than, than we even noticed. We talked about this in production. What do you see, I mean, with a Santana Wilson, obviously, dad, Adrian Wilson, Arch Manning, obviously, dad, Cooper, uncles, Peyton, Eli, you know, grandfather Archie, and there's other examples as well that we're not even mentioning. Where are you seeing that? And, and what do you feel like Sark is doing that's connecting so much with the former player, the former athlete, and get in earning that trust that, hey, these former players, that's what they look for. They don't look for the best school. They look for the best relationship and the guy they can trust because they've been through this process. It's
0: interesting. I wrote about this on Inside Texas this morning. Um, I feel like it's an endorsement of Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, and we've talked about it before, right, with not only Arch Manning and uh, uh, Santana Wilson, right, two dads with uh, a lot of NFL you know backing etc uh, but don't forget about terrence brooks whose dad Chuck brooks but you know nfl player a&m grad uh, went to san francisco 49ers won a couple championships but he sends them to austin okay yeah. um and then you add a guy like alex january to the mix so look that's two defensive linemen cole hudson's dad played baseball at arizona state he knows what it and, and when pro Arizona, baseball
1: for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah,
0: when when Arizona State was a power in baseball, by the way. Oh yeah, he knows what it looks like. Um, add in Alex January and, and Mike January. I mean, look, those guys and the adults in the room is what I would the phrase I used. They understand what it takes. And what was interesting to me is I've mentioned Arch and those guys before, but with January. The, the two, There's two things. One, it's different when you're a legacy, so you're supposed to get those guys right, right. but actually to, to follow through and do that. And then there's the idea that that I liked a lot is that these are all different positions. It, it's one thing if Sark is only getting these guys at quarterback, right, and he's a quarterback guru. But, no, he's getting them at corner. He's getting him at safety or star. He's getting them on the offensive line. He's getting them on the defensive line. The thing about those guys and, and their parents is they know how to call BS on stuff. I mean, yes. you know it and I know it. Yes. They know how, uh, unlike, you know, a lot of the the recruits that we deal with naturally don't have that experience because they their parents haven't necessarily been through the wars before, right? They haven't seen, they haven't been lied to as blatantly as some people will during a recruitment.
2: Um,
0: and this allows them, in my opinion, Justin, uh, to it, it give Steve Sarkeesian not only uh, an endorsement at a singular position, but across his entire program. Because those guys, they're looking for professional development for their kids, yes. and they're looking for a good environment. Those are the two things. Uh, academics also come, come in there. That's awesome. part of the environment thing. But my, my point is, that is a ringing endorsement. Period. Full stop. And I think it's big. And I also think it's somewhat funny that Austin resident Elon Musk messed up with the folks on on Saturday
1: (laughs) with Twitter. (laughs) Listen, that's not a good way to endear yourself to the 512 (laughs) when you decide to jack with the the main social media component that was going to basically domino all of these things.
0: Inside Texas was up and YouTube was up and... Uh, We were rocking
1: and rolling, but
0: hopefully we fulfill that. All right. I want to say thanks again. We have a couple more segments I want to get to with Justin. I want to say thanks again to our sponsor, long-term sponsor, and really a good friend of ours, Laura Baker with Keller Williams Realty and the Andy Allen team over there. Uh, She focuses on Austin area real estate. So if you're moving to, from, or within Austin, give Laura a shout. Uh, She's a good friend of the the program. 512-784-0505. Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. We appreciate her very much. Uh, Next thing I want to talk about is what's to come here, uh, Justin. Uh, Longhorns have several players that they're waiting on this week. Jordan Washington, July 4th, tomorrow. Uh, Malik Blockton, July 8th. We don't know if Aaron Hampton, young man out of uh, Dangerfield, is going to announce on July 7th, but currently scheduled there. Then we have others a week and a half out. We have others that we we know have made a decision but haven't announced yet. Right. Um, Washington, we think, is the next one, but there could be another between here and there. Right. I mean, what, what are your thoughts overall on Texas as they look towards this whole week in recruiting?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be more of uh, the momentum carrying over that we saw that really started in in, in the middle of June uh, with those first official visit that first official visit weekend. Um, Washington's a guy that, you know, Jeff Banks doesn't miss too often, especially on, on proximity and local guys. He identified him in the spring. It was a good early evaluation. Texas A&M and Alabama came right behind and, 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 and did it as well, uh, offered as well. He took a couple trips. I, I think this lines up for Texas really well. Six foot four, 220 pounds. I mean, the kid's a gigantic uh, athlete that also plays basketball, multi-sport kid, and so I love where Texas is. So you might see some more fireworks. Won't be, won't quite be like Saturday's uh, spree. We don't think. We, don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't think. We don't think. But at the same time, I think that's. I think Texas is trending just just right for for Washington there. And then when you look at a guy like a, a Malik Blockton, you know Jerry's been on that recruitment really well, and he feels like it's down to Texas and Auburn. And, and, you know, I'm piggybacking off him a little bit on that, on, on that one for the, the, the Pike Road kid from Alabama. But let me tell you something. Blockton is a, Blockton reminds me, he has a type. Bo Davis is a type. And it's get this type of guy before we get to the SEC type. And, and to me, Blockton is one of those guys, you know, come up from the mud, tough, tough, tough kid. But at the end of the day, uh, and, then, and then we're going to wait on Aaron Hampton. We're going to see what, what if he's going to make that decision, if he pushes that back a little bit, which would not surprise me whatsoever. Uh, there's always a little bit of mystery and in, 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 uh, buildup when it comes to that recruitment as well. And so I think they're just going to continue the momentum, Bobby. Listen, we know Jordan Washington's going to drop. We know Malik Blockton and a couple other ones are going to announce. Melvin Hills is looking, I believe, at a July 12th announcement, which is another week on. But then you have guys like Kobe Black. They've talked about, you know, they want to they want to take it the distance, possibly go, you know, November December, but I've, I'm hearing that's probably accelerated now. Then you have Corian Gibson, who's flat out said I could m- commit at any time. You know, he he doesn't have a timeline. He wanted to finish his officials, and then he was ready. To, he was going to be ready to kind of set up his announcement. And and so I I think that one could could happen at any time. And so there's a lot of stuff going in the mix. And then last but not least, if I don't mention him. The fans will not be happy. Listen, Colin Simmons, um, he's a guy that, yeah, they. It, it's been said and written many times that he wants to go the distance and take it to early national signing day, and we've mentioned multiple times over the last week or so that we don't feel like it's going to take go that that far. When <laughs> uh, you're building a mystery on that one. But I told you to buckle up for this because it's a marathon. I I don't think he's going to want to finish it in a sprint. But I do know that Texas has put themselves in prime pouncing position. And so that's another one that we're kind of watching with all this momentum in this early July setting. A couple other guys to be aware of, too, by the way, Justin.
0: Uh, Daniel Calhoun announces on July 5th. We believe at this time that's going to be Georgia. That's a big offensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, Hard to Brandon. pull a
1: kid out of Georgia when
0: you've won back-to-back
1: titles, Bobby. They yep. tried, but it's tough.
0: Yep. Brandon Baker, offensive tackle out of modern day, could be getting close to a decision. Uh, Jerry is saying that. Uh, then you have uh, someone uh, that I think is is interesting, Josh Lair, Miles Davis, the two safeties uh, as well. Uh, Wardell Mack, we don't know if he's going to announce right now.
1: Uh, Zena Umeozulu. That, listen, let, let's just get that real quick. Listen, Zena's a guy that we feel like, you know, Zena mentioned to me a July-August decision. I think that's another one that if I'm a Texas fan, I'm probably going to be on alert because right. I think Zena is one that could, could, could get closer as well. Just to add to your point, too, Joshua Lair is definitely a take. I think that's a guy that, that Texas fans need to learn a little bit more about. And Miles Davis is still an August 25th announcement but he told me he might give a silent to one of the schools a little bit sooner than that. I, I think Texas did a tremendous job on their OV two, two three weeks ago, but A&M has, A&M had better footing from the start and they had the last official visit. So take that as it may.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, two other guys, TJ Lindsay uh, and Jaden Jackson, both from IMG are expected to make their decisions prior to showing up at IMG. And their report date, I think is, July 20th, DeAndre Robinson, another Florida player uh, out of Orlando Jones, we think is going to announce at some point this month. I mean, just a lot of stuff going on uh, from a recruiting perspective right now that we're following up and down the, the list. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. July uh, is going to be a, a big month for the Longhorns. All right, Selman Bridges, as as June has been, by the way, too. Texas now up to 11 commitments. Uh, one last player for you is Selman Bridges, uh, you talked to him, uh, and right now, where does Texas sit on that? Is he, is he in a numbers crunch at, at defensive back? What's going on there, Justin?
1: I think there's a combination of a numbers crunch right now. Just so t- Texas is trying to figure out how many spots they can fill because it's getting to a point where guys are ready to jump in. So this is one of those, make your call or or, or, or hit them all. Um, <laughs> I like that thing. I like
0: that thing. Selman
1: built a good relationship with the Arkansas staff. That's one thing I noticed when when I met him in, in, in January, the day that Texas offered him, was that Arkansas and TCU were always really close to him. And I felt like he took official visits to both. He liked both. He connected with the coaches he told me on both of them. I think Arkansas offers him something a little different. I think there are some people that expect him to commit to Texas or for Texas to be his leader, so to speak, because it is close. Because it, he, he has been on campus in Austin probably more than these other places over the last six months. But Bridges, you know, um, it, it's kind of like his teammate, Micah Hudson at Lake Belton. He's an individualist. And so he's, it, it's not just a foregone conclusion that he wants to be a Longhorn. I think Arkansas gave him something to think about. Now, how much Texas pushes over the next few weeks, the next month or so, that's going to be a deciding factor. Bobby, Selman's one of those that wants to wait until November, December to, to, to make a decision, possibly take some more visits during the season, which is completely understandable. You know, these kids got to go to these games on Saturdays. It's, it's a free opportunity. It's a good experience. But Texas is not going to wait for Selman Bridges to go that distance. I don't think he's a kid that you hold the scholarship offer until signing day. I just don't think he is. Unless the, the the numbers and the position go in a different direction over the next few months. I don't think that's going to change. And so Selman's one of those that there's there's a couple issues there that 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 you gotta overcome. Obviously, Arkansas made a, a, a nice impression on him. And there's a numbers crunch there at defensive back because. Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon have been really good at setting the floor on what they want in this cycle, and I think it's some of these guys are coming to a point where you need to go ahead and get it in or get it out.
0: Well, I, I'm going to say this about the defensive back recruiting: it's you know you're not going to win every battle. Let, let's no, get about that. no, that's not we a, talk no. about that. These are all competitive recruitments. The interesting thing to me is you look at what could be the potential. Uh, defensive backfill hall for Texas right now. And it's very, very impressive. I mean, you would take this any day of the week and twice on Sunday. In any cycle. Yeah. yeah. Any so cycle. I, I feel good overall. I think it's important that we also tell people what we're thinking about certain players like Selman who are in this situation where he, he's going to have to make a decision fairly quick. All right. I uh, want to say thank you again to Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Justin, by the way, I have not had a chance to watch all of the live stream yesterday. I saw a little bit of it, uh, but want to say thank you to you, uh, Blake and uh, Jerry as well for holding down the the fort for me on Sunday night. Uh, y'all did apparently a great job. I've gotten several texts and stuff about it, so I appreciate you. All right. For Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Oh, one more thing. The scoop drops here in about uh, 30 minutes to an hour. It actually will probably be up by the time this video goes live. Make sure you check that out. On Inside Texas as well. All right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been this week's episode of the Roundup on Texas football.